dinner with me. I can't cancel that again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to How the Grinch Stole Christmas Week here on We Read the Book. I'm Adam Heap. I'm Lois Mitchell. And we're joined today by Lauren Hunter. Welcome. Hello. Uh, so we're going to dive right in. It's our Christmas special. If you were planning on stealing Christmas, how would you do it? Do you have a plan, Lauren? Oh my gosh. I feel like you'd have to go back in time and just like erase all the traditions. It's so ingrained in our culture. It's going to be hard to steal that entirely. That's it. So, so, we, so, all right. So you can travel back in time. Back in time. Where are you going to go to, to start? Oh. Like which part of Christmas do you like? Oh. Is, is, this, is this like the let's kill Hitler problem? But you go back and kill yeah. Jesus. <laughs> you go back okay. and kill Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a. Mm, which yes. icon do you take out? Let's say. Uh, I feel like there's a whole nother podcast worth of, of awareness <laughs> Christmas. What, it, what Christmas is begins? Christmas? Isn't killing Jesus the whole point of that, Jesus? Well, that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I get the, mind you, I, I get the feeling if, if, if you found him stabbed to death in an alley, it's not quite as iconic <laughs> as uh, the cross. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus got shanked. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just do this Christmas, this kids' Christmas people. podcast took an awkward turn really early. <laughs> we went down a bad route really quickly. Oh man. Uh, Lois, how would you steal Christmas? I'm not going to tell you because I'm having Christmas with you and <laughs> I don't want you to know my plans. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh, I think mine would also involve time travel, but here, alright, so hear me out on this. I'm going to go back and uh, when Coca Cola creates Santa Claus, oh. I'm going to get rid of his beard. Whoa. I'm just going to let that sink in. <laughs> That's my plan. You can imagine the rest from there. Okay. No, don't question it. Okay. It'll work. All right. I believe in you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas this week. Uh, so we're looking at the 1957, obviously iconic, Dr. Seuss story and the 2000 live action adaptation directed by Ron Howard. <laughs> Produced by Brian Grazer. I swear just like every, like, every film that I'm just like, oh, I just want to sit down and watch a film. It's like directed by Ron Howard. I'm like, how? How do you yeah. do all these things? Although like really, they're not, I don't know if blockbuster applies, but like quite big budget. Everyone's heard of it. Quite a lot of people have just seen on, like, it's just been on TV or whatever. Yeah, usually like Da Vinci Code, you know, The Grinch. Like usually you'll be like, oh, Ron Howard. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that like, he's never really been afraid to diversify like, yeah. his portfolio stuff. Like, he's done bits of everything, yeah. you know? Like, he's done that movie, the Formula One biography movie. He's yeah. done a kid's mm. Christmas movie. He's done all sorts of stuff. I always think of Arrested Development, how he just yeah. totally makes fun of himself in that show. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. fourth season. He does it in The Simpsons as well. Like, he's appeared oh, a yeah. couple times on The Simpsons, and he's quite happy to, to, to be self-deprecating. He's, yeah. he's clearly a... Uh, humorous and, and, and intelligent guy. Yeah. Um, and a very good knack for cinema. He's always, yeah. um, he's always so, seems so lovely in interviews and stuff. Mm. And like, people always talk really, speak really highly of him, you know, That's when cool. they've worked yeah. with him. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, we're going to take a vote, even though, uh, no matter what the result of the vote is, we're going to be looking at the cinema adaptation as our main plot for this, because there is far more of it. More to it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Lois, what do you prefer, book or film? This is an interesting question. Um, I'm actually going to go film for this, just because I actually had never read The Grinch or seen the cartoon version from, like, the 60s before this. Um, and so, but The Grinch, Jim Carrey movie, came out when I was about 12-ish. Um, so I was, like, the right age for it. So, actually, that movie has a really like a special place in my heart so I'm actually gonna go movie with this but that's probably mostly nostalgia. I said nostalgia for me is the reason I'm picking the book because oh. I, I mean I read the book when I was very young I was exposed to a lot of Dr. Seuss and I was <laughs> quite young and, and loved it and it's always kind of been my favorite Christmas story so that nostalgia thing also fuels like because I even though I find the film very enjoyable and uh, and and I'm quite happy to watch it like on a, a couple times I, I I've definitely read the book a lot more times than I've seen the film. Hmm. Okay. That makes you the tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Lois and pick the film. Um, I 
I did read it as a kid, and when the film first came out, I hated it because I was like, this is really dumb and I don't get it. But then watching it again, it really grows on you. And yeah, it won me over, especially like rewatching it now as an adult and you get all the little like in jokes that, that the kids don't get. And oh, yeah, that won me over. <laughs> The question is then, is it a good adaptation? And it's an, a, a difficult, not difficult I suppose, but strange to adapt because again, it's sort of the similar problem we had with uh, Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs. There is not a particularly large amount of plot. Well, I mean, there's, there's a coherent story throughout, but material-wise there's just not enough in the book to inherently fuel a 90-minute film. Yeah. Um, I think it is a good adaptation. I think they take real care to take pictures from the book and recreate them on the screen. So, like, one that I can remember is um, the picture in the book of Max pulling the sleigh with all the presents on it um, up the mountain, and that's done in the movie too. And also um, taking the rhyming dialogue from the book. Not all of it, but... And sometimes they change it a little bit, so it's like most of the line, and then they change it a tiny bit. Yeah, I think they've taken what they can from the book to really pay um, homage to the the original text. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same. Um, especially like I rewatched the um, the version from nineteen sixty six. And obviously they've used that as a source material for the 2000 movie as well because um, there are a lot of scenes that very closely follow even just the imagery of that original cartoon. And and like you said, I love how they did the, the rhyming dialogue, but they took it one step further and they, they had the Grinch be, oh no, I'm speaking in rhyme, yeah. and then trying to uh, mitigate that and, and change his words. Yeah, I really enjoyed the fourth wall breaking. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of it, but there was like... Just enough for it to remain funny throughout the film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I also think it's a good adaptation. I think what they do with it, which is expand on it in in ways that seem quite organic. The things they add, like the Cindy Lou being opposed to like the commercial nature of Christmas, is kind of a natural beginning for what ends up in the book as a, a very a, a much thinner version of Christmas spirit is not gifts. Yeah. Mm. And the way that they expand on that with that character and yeah. expand that character's role as a, as a whole is is quite it, it it fits quite well and doesn't seem out of place. Yeah. Compared to the book. And yeah. I didn't even mind in this um, the backstory of the Grinch, um, which is quite mm. often where things fall down. Like we really hated in the Johnny Depp, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka's backstory. That was like the worst bit of that film because it wasn't needed because that book is already a long enough book that you can just make it into a 90-minute film. But with this, it felt organic and it was also slightly tongue-in-cheek the way they did it. Like, so adding a romance and stuff, it was funny the way they did it. They wasn't trying to be serious. Yeah. So I really, like, even the backstory they gave him I thought was good. Like, yep. just added to the story and was yeah. fine. Cool. I'm going to give you my very uh, quick speed, probably humorous summary. Uh, well, let's not go too far. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have weird green hermit guy called the Grinch. He lives on a mountain and hates Christmas. Race of small, also strange Seuss people called Who's live in town below called Whoville. The Who's love Christmas. Small Who called Cindy hates capitalism. The Grinch reluctantly saves Cindy from a horrible death. Grinch has tragic backstory. Cindy invites Grinch to Whoville celebration. Grinch comes and ruins celebration. Grinch decides to steal everyone's presents. His dog cosplays as a reindeer. The Grinch thinks he's won. Whoville sings with Christmas spirit anyway. The Grinch saves Cindy again and returns presents and the mayor also gets dumped. <laughs> the end. Yep, cool. Let's talk about the cast. Uh, Jim Carrey, number one billing as the Grinch. What do we think? Oh, I think he's... I was actually thinking on the way over, this might be controversial, but I think this is probably one of Jim Carrey's best roles Mm. because he doesn't Jim Carrey around as much. So even though I enjoy that from time to time, like I do enjoy the Ace Ventura movies as transphobic plot lines aside. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> don't enjoy that in current days. Did as a kid, didn't know any better. <laughs> um, and like liar, liar and stuff. Mm. But really those movies, when you go, you just going to watch Jim Carrey be Jim Carrey. Yeah. Whereas I think in this, probably because of all the prosthetics and the full body suit, he just can't do all that. 
he does it a little bit, but it's not as heightened, and I think that really works for the film. So it's it doesn't become all about Jim Carrey. He kind of, dare I say, it disappears into the character a little bit, <laughs> which is not something that he does. Um, the other movie I know that he does that in is um, Man on the Moon. So there are a few examples of him being able to actually be a character, and I think this is actually one of them. Um, even though it's a silly kids movie. Mm, I've got to say that those prosthetics, they really allowed for a lot of range of movement on the face. Like, Oh, yeah, they did. There's some things where like often they use prosthetics and, and it's the faces become very bland. And I love that they kept such expression on his face because that was a big part of like the cartoon and, and the characterisation. Um, that I think that was a really important part of this movie and they nailed it. And yet it also hides his face quite yeah. well. Like uh, if it hadn't... I mean, yes, I would have known it was Jim Carrey, but aside from if if I hadn't known him from the comedy that he does in this film, which is still, like you mentioned, very Jim Carrey and the voice, yeah, and the voice, <laughs> the face covers up the fact that it is Jim Carrey quite mm. well. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the Grinch from the cover of the book and from the cartoon. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, just a hundred percent. I was wondering whether they, in a few places, might, but then this is two thousand, so CGI wasn't really that advanced as it is now. But I was wondering whether they touched up some of the motion in his face yeah, with CGI. All I can think is when the dog's eyes expand. Oh, yeah. That was a really <laughs> obvious one. I didn't like yeah. that bit. Yeah. Um, uh, sharing the spotlight with Jim Carrey is tiny little Taylor Momsen as Cindy Lou Who. She's so adorable. cute. Yeah. Mm. Huge eyes. And the, the, the hoo teeth hair. make her so cute as well. The big hoo teeth. I find the it... crazy hair. Oh, that's what I was going to say about Jim Carrey. Yeah. I find it fascinating that I think part of the reason that Jim Carrey doesn't like steal this this whole show is because of how powerful this little girl's performance is. Yeah. Because it's really like it's it's not I mean it's not super charismatic or, or, or over the top or giant, if you know what I mean in that way, but it's just very natural and a very calming foil almost yeah. for him. She's precocious without being annoying. Yeah. And she's like sweet and earnest. You just believe she's a real child? Did anyone else shed a tear during her little song about how, like, has Christmas changed or have I? I was like, oh, I remember this song. Yeah, was, <laughs> Quietly was, weeping sweet. in my apartment. And then, and then they played a cover version of the, of the end over the yeah. credits and it was terrible again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I, I didn't like that because I felt a bit like she's kind of grown up in this community that is obsessive about Christmas and I'm, I'm kind of like I feel like she's too young to be questioning it like I feel like she should just still be in that the the way all the other kids are like yeah Christmas is the best thing ever I get toys and I, I kind of question that an eight-year-old or or however young she is is already questioning these big things like capitalism and and I think superfluousness I agree with you but I think they were actually I think the character um, is supposed to be more like 12. Okay. Because just what tipped me off to that, I think Taylor Momsen is about eight. Okay. Or nine, maybe. But what tipped me off to that, there's a line in the song where she says, I'm going through so many changes. Oh. And I was like, oh, so she's a preteen. Yeah, okay. Interesting that you've noted that, however. In the notes for the film, she is six. Six? So she's wow. supposed to be six years old. Oh. Holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, I, did, I didn't I get mean, that. I maybe Hughes have, Hughes have a different sort of <laughs> yeah, age for puberty. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and then in the book, she's supposed to be two. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that's the biggest change, which yeah. we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I was like, oh, wow. she must be... Yeah, because I was thinking that too. She's very young to be having these thoughts. And I was like, oh, they must be intending her to be a teen. Pre-teen. Mm. Oh, well... I like yeah. the way that, that, that it is like that, though, that it's the, it's the very young child... Uh, seeing this as opposed to the adults because not the traditional narrative is you know wisened adults know that Christmas is not about gifts it's about spending time with family and maybe this is a good way to shine a light on it is that the adults who are so wrapped up in Christmas can't see it but, but this one little child can <laughs> wrapped up in Christmas oh, <laughs> amazing <laughs> I also I this is why you that. had me on <laughs> that's why I'm in the show <laughs> I do like that she, when she goes up to the Grinch and she's saying, I'm having my own doubts about Christmas and maybe if you can resolve your problems, maybe that'll help me. And I like how she basically um, straight up just puts that out there because obviously that's 
the undercurrent in the movie is that she's going through some grinchy thoughts and so she's like, if I help him, maybe it'll help me. And she just straight up says that. And I'm like, oh, that's like very, very mature of a kid. Yeah, she's far <laughs> smarter and more mature than a six-year-old Six, should yeah. be. But I don't know, it serves the plot. It's You have to forgive some things in a kid's film, I think. And I, yeah. I, I, and even though we've spent a little time like discussing this, I don't think it's anywhere near it. It's not like a problem that stopped us from enjoying yeah. or appreciating this story. Yeah. And also, I think um, in a movie for kids, kids are often smarter than adults because it's for kids. So yeah. kids want to see kids outsmarting adults. That's mm. what kids want to see. Yeah. So, um, and this is a kids' film. Let's not yeah. forget, like Doctor <laughs> Seuss wrote stuff for kids and adults, but yeah. this is still primarily a film aimed at families and with young children. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep moving along. Casting wise, Jeffrey Tambor as Mayor oh Augustus Mayhew. Now, we're doing this in light of the recent allegations against him, and so obviously that's going to colour a little of that character of this actor now, but... Uh... He's still an amazing actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, a, it's a fine performance. It's like Johnny yeah. Depp. It's like what we talked about with Murder on the Orient Express. He's still an amazing actor. And Fantastic Beasts and Murder Fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's still getting... We don't like him as a person, mm. but he's an amazing mm. actor. Mm. Like, those two things can be the same separate. at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much there is to even say about him in this thing, though. Like, he's just he's just there to serve the plot. Right? He's, and, yeah. and it's he's an a addition. good kids' movie villain. He's yeah. a very, like, cliche... And, yeah. And that is the reason he's here. He's here to be a kids' movie villain. Yeah. Because like, this yeah. is not a character from the, the, the book. The book, yeah. Yeah. There are, like, two characters in the book. And, yeah. like, um, when they do the flashback of them as kids, fat baby Jeffrey Temple. Yeah. <laughs> like... The little, little and boy they got, got to play him is so funny. And he's still got his sidekick his next little to him. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I actually like the, the kid they get to play, Young Grinch. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really good really too. good. Yeah, yeah, all the kids in that scene are really good. Like, yeah. um, Martha May, who is really yeah. good as well. How she's like hitting on him. And yeah. They're definitely they're eight years old. Lovely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a like, little vixen. <laughs> Uh, Bill Irwin as Lou Lou Who, which is an amazing name. That is. Uh, so all the Who's have the same surname. Yeah. Wow. This is weird. And Let's concerning. not talk about how possibly incestuous this could be. <laughs> also, have, oh, we'll probably talk about it when we get to the plot. But I really find it, and I've forgotten. I find it so charming that in the movie all of this happens within a snowflake. On the snowflake. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so charming. I like. Uh, I like the, this guy. I like Bill. I don't know what this Bill Irwin character is in, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he, it, it's a very like he does a he brings. A, I think he kind of makes the role bigger than it is. Like he's a very natural, yeah. fatherly, yeah. warm performance. Yeah, yeah, I think he's really good. Mm. Uh, Molly Shannon also alongside him as <laughs> oh, Betty Lou. Who yes. I love Molly Shannon anyway. She's great. She's great in everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and similarly to the the actor who plays uh, Martha 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 May. May, yes, yeah, like she again, I feel like she just nails the role. And the the dynamic of the two of them fighting over the Christmas lights and stuff, very very <laughs> passive aggressive. I just love that. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is the narrator. Oh, is that Anthony Hopkins? Oh, the whole time, the I was like, who yeah. is this? I just yeah. saw him. I was like, I know this is someone famous. Well, you, you, mean, <laughs> you just mentioned today you're about to go see Thor Ragnarok today, so uh, you will be going. Lois has just forgotten that literally two hours from now she'll be going to go see a movie. I've got the worst cold. Let me start the whole conversation again. Um, You'll be going to see Anthony Hopkins in a couple hours. So I was like... What I meant to say was... What I meant to say was, is he in Thor? And then I remembered he's Odin. That's what I said. And then it came out as, oh, am I? (laughs) Because my brain is not working. I, um... Because I'd forgotten he was in Thor. That's why the whole time I was watching this, because I literally watched this movie again this morning before we recorded this, I was like, who is this voice? I know this. I saw them very, very recently and and couldn't quite pick it. But it's uh, Anthony Hopkins. He's fine. I like that. I I mean, look, let's be honest. The the dialogue from the book is incredibly important to how, to the heart of this story Mm. and the film. Yeah. And they get around the Grinch not wanting to rhyme by having him rhyme with the narrator, who he can't hear the incorporeal except voice. when he can <laughs> yeah except occasionally yeah um but yeah I like that it's a good way of doing it it's uh, certainly better than in the in the cartoon they have the same voice for the narrator and the Grinch yes and it gets kind of confusing and it's just odd uh look this is this is, role is barely anything but I just need to mention that Clint Howard plays a character called Hubris which is <laughs> the best name ever <laughs> 
That's the guy who plays the mayor's aide. Wow. I'm sad that they never said his name in the movie. I know, right? It's like... Lost opportunity. (laughs) Anyway. uh, The set and costumes before we move on. These are all great. This movie looks so good. It looks so good. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed by how... uh, Because this is like... It's like a cartoon brought to life. Like it, the, the the practical set and costume of all of this looks amazing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, um, I really want to see a crossover with Nightmare for Christmas where the Christmas town is Whoville and and uh, Jack Skellington does his What's This in the middle of Whoville. Like, I just yeah. want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along to the plot, shall we? Uh, so we open up with the narration from the book, which is amazing and nostalgic. Mm. Love it so much. The uh, and we're introduced to Cindy Lou, who who becomes a major character in this this story for the film. Uh, again, we've already mentioned she's no longer two. Mm-hmm. Appears in one scene. She's now six, <laughs> uh, and apparently has the mental age of like a twenty-five year old. Yeah, <laughs> a forty-five year old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so the, we, this whole introduction scene is basically setting up that the Who's love Christmas. They're, they're so obsessed with it, I kind of wonder what they do the other, like, 11 months of the year. I know, right? Yeah. Do they have any other holidays? Well, yeah, they say, like, uh, they have a fizz pheasant on fizz day, and oh, yeah. uh, Arbor Day is nice, and something. Arbor Day is nice, Easter is pleasant, and every fizz, fizz something day, they have a fizz pheasant. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I just... <laughs> the best. I just want to see someone advertising Arbor Day. Arbor Day is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So like they are absolutely obsessed. They're sending like way too many gifts and and just like, it's just an over the top materialism sort of mm. thing around. Yeah, it's not just gifts. It's like the decorations, the like coordinated outfits, just everything, all the stuff. Which, like, you could argue some of it is about community. Like, they do all gather mm. together in the square and stuff. But, not reflective like, of a modern society. That is not how we like to interact yeah. with other people. But, um, but, yeah, it's mostly about, like, stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit confused because the whole thing is, like, the true meaning of Christmas, but they never actually mention the whole Christ part of Christmas and how they get around that where they're like, Christmas is really about families. And I'm like, that's a nice save there. That's yeah. a nice save without having to go religious because, you know, it's... Like, I feel like more and more that the, the our society goes on anyway. That's kind of more to... To most people, that is what Christmas is about. Yeah, now it's family yeah. and less about But especially since it was written, the original book was written so long ago and the original cartoon was in the 60s, it's like... I um I'm very surprised that it came out in that era and nobody complained. But that's not the real meaning of Christmas. It should be about religion. Yeah. Did you know such. that nobody complained? Actually, that's a good point. Like, I don't actually know that. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no internet, so people couldn't like complain on the internet. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. as easy to complain. But I imagine people did. Yeah, like, that's probably fair. Well, while I'm generally all in support of of the true meaning of Christmas being about the story of Jesus' birth and all that mm. uh, stuff. I don't feel like this movie would have been as strong if if the Grinch had been like, oh, so now let's all sit down and learn about Jesus. Yeah. Let's <laughs> take on an extra 45 minutes oh, at the yeah. end. <laughs> Especially when in this movie Santa is canon. He's real. And they do yeah. And it's on a snowflake. Yeah. Like, it's like Jesus, did that happen on a snowflake? Oh, man. So Cindy, uh, her attitude is anti-commercialism, at least to some extent. Like, she's just like, I think she has no problem with gift giving. It's just like, isn't this a bit much? What we what yeah. we're all doing here? Like we're kind of losing sight of yeah mm. of each other in mm. all the gifts. Yeah, quite sometimes quite literally because <laughs> yeah. literally the opening scene is her dad can't find her because she's, she's carrying like presents. thirty gifts. <laughs> uh, and he so her dad works at the post office, and so this is where the next scene takes us. Uh, apparently, she can just follow him around wherever he goes. Mm. And the Grinch is being randomly sneaky. He's just coming down to, to mess with their Christmas. Well, sorry, the first we meet the Grinch when oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. teens, which I really like this scene because it's mm. like out of the start of a horror movie. Yeah. Like the teens going up the mountain and then being like, ooh, the Grinch. And then they actually find his front door and they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> and, um, and the then, thing that scares them is the dog instead yeah. of the actual Grinch. Yeah, the so dog the, with a giant like, yeah, like, paper mache <laughs> Grinch head. Yeah. Um, there's such a good dog in this movie. Oh, this dog is If amazing. you like dogs and you like like a dog like doing human-like actions... This movie is great. But don't watch the 1966 cartoon because that dog just gets full-on abused and it's Aww. really sad because it's the cutest no. thing and the Grinch is so mean to it. No. So sad. I think the Grinch actually likes his dog here. 
Yeah. Mm, good. Yeah, the he's dog, a lot The dog more. in this movie is great. It dances. Love it. It does, like, human eye movements. Like, yeah. it's great. There's yeah. literally a moment where, like, the dog gives side eye. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of character. <laughs> yeah. We meet the... So, we meet the, we do meet the Grinch in this scene, and it's, this is kind of where that the narration parts of the early book come in, and we, you get them overlaid over the Grinch. And, and yeah, and yeah. he decides to go down to Whoville just to bother them. Mm. Just to see what's happening. And that's when he meets Cindy in the post office. Yeah. So they're in the back room and like he's just messing, messing with all their mail. I like. Yeah. So, I don't know how he leapt up to the ceiling like that because he's kind of yeah. like holding himself in place to hide from her. Spider-Man styles. And then she falls into the post-sorting machine and he saves her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Max the dog has to convince him to, but then he yeah. does. Yeah. That's one of the lines I wrote down as well. So... He's like gonna leave. He's like, "Come on, Max!" And then Max bites his butt. And then <laughs> it's not a chew toy. Yeah, it's, 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 you have no idea where that's been. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that line. Yes. <laughs> um, it's kind of a weird thing to, to to do all in one go. Like, what do you guys? How, how do you guys feel about the the kind of expansion of Cindy and, and this whole arc with with the Grinch? Over the course of this play, because because again, this character literally has like two pages worth of appearance in the book yeah. later on, and she's oh, two years I old. think it's fine. Yeah, like, I think <laughs> I feel like it was a good way to pad it out because you have to fill out the story somehow into a ninety-minute movie. Yeah, and I feel like um, having her character massively expanded on and doing the backstory of the Grinch was a good way to to yeah. do it, and having her discover the backstory of the Grinch because she's concerned about her own issues. Well, the Grinch is antagonist to <clears throat> antihero. Mm. Um, at the end so you can't have him be really like the whole movie would be a completely different tone if you centred it around him you need a hero hero mm. so um, yeah I think Cindy Lou is a good character to centre that around I think that was one of my main problems with the 66 cartoon because it was straight up on the Grinch, there were, none of the Who's had any character um, and the Grinch was quite a villain in that one and it was like really hard to want him to change or just want anything from him because he was just really hateable, especially being mean to the dog. And, yeah, it was really hard to rally behind him at all, whereas at least the in Jim Carrey um, Grinch has... Um, he's, he's humorous and he's kind of kooky and goofy, so it's a lot easier to like him. Yeah. Especially when Cindy Who brings out a lot more uh, empathy in him. I, I liked that addition. <laughs> also, um, I think it's a good way to get the kids on side because there's a scene later on, but in this scene as well, he's being menacing, quote unquote, to her, but he's actually not being scary. Yeah. He's, so she and she's clearly not frightened of him. She's like, "Thank you for saving me." And then when he's like, "I'm gonna wrap you up in this paper," yeah. she's still not scared. She's still like, mm, "Okay." Yeah. And then there's a really good scene later on where he's like, stare into the face of fear. Yeah. And she's just like laughing at him and then asks him if he needs a time out, you know? Yeah. And he's like, kids these days, so desensitized. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the, the Grinch does make his escape here by like wrapping her up. And then I love that her dad comes in. He's like, oh, you've been practicing your wrapping. It's like, <laughs> yeah. If that kid wrapped herself like that, she can come wrap all my presents. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So because of this altruistic acts of the Grinch... Uh, in saving her, she kind of becomes interested in him and wants to know more about him. So she's asking all the townspeople about him. He's just kind of retreated back to his Mount Crumpet, I think it's yeah. called. So she's just asking people about him and learns about his whole backstory, uh, which is again uh, what the film expands upon because there is no backstory in, in the in the book of him. It's only like how he got there. Mm, yeah. uh, so it turns out that he arrived in Hooverville by mistake, like when he was very, very, very young, and was adopted by two ladies. And uh, he got made fun of as a kid. Obviously, he was green and yeah. had a beard. I don't know if it specifically was a mistake, but they're like, all babies come down on umbrellas, <laughs> and then there was a weird wind, so it's almost like there was he was just like a deformed baby. Yeah, yeah, I got that feeling too. Yeah. <laughs> and he like stayed out in the cold all night. Yeah, they lo- they were having their party, so they just Their left him party. outside. Maybe that's what happened to Who's if you leave him out overnight. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the bit where, like... They go moldy. <laughs> I really like the bit where he's coming down with his umbrella and his umbrella knocks another baby's out of the way and then you hear his baby go, <laughs> Yeah. He was always, yeah. like, evil. <laughs> or at least rude. Yeah, so as he's growing up, he's made fun of by young Mayor Augustus Mayhew, uh, 
who was not the mayor, obviously, at the time. <laughs> and he... Uh, uh, so he has a crush on... What's her name? Martha? Martha Mayhew. Martha Mayhew. And... Uh, he is made fun of by Milgosis for having a beard and being like, and also being like eight year old and having a crush on her, which is reasonable. Yeah, yeah, and also. But the, apparently, who's mature faster? The man's so. like, she was my girlfriend, and I'm like, yeah, but was she? Yeah. <laughs> He's so great. Because she was very interested in the Grinch. And so uh, the. Oh my the, god, the bit where she's like, I love the colors, the reds, and the, green. the greens. <laughs> and she like strokes his face with one finger. Yeah, <laughs> like. What a sexual eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the Grinch uh, eventually, after a, a bunch more bullying, runs away to the mountain as like an eight-year-old and yeah. then just builds his own lair. And raises himself on this like uninhabitable mountain. Also he acquires a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a theory that the dog was thrown out in the trash. It's oh. very sad, but that's my theory of that's how Max theory. came oh. to be there. That's horrible. Yeah. So after learning about all this, uh, little Cindy Lou nominates the Grinch for what? What is this role? Chief Cheer something? Holiday Cheermeister. Yeah. Jeez, Adam. Obviously. <laughs> Duh. She nominates him for Holiday Cheermeister, <laughs> which should be a real thing. Yeah. This is the best. So the the mayor's like, he's not gonna come down from the mountain. He hates everyone. Um. So I'll be Cheermeister if he doesn't come down. And then, so Cindy Lou takes the invitation off, and this is when he's like, stare into the face of fear. Yeah. And it's just going, bad. <laughs> it's really good. And um, so he sends her back. Uh, there's like a the rubbish collection pipes, so he can go backwards and forwards, apparently, through yeah. that. So he sends her through that. And then Max, there's this great scene where he's trying to figure out what to wear. Yeah. <laughs> and then Max forces him to go. Um, His indecision about going, I relate with that so I know, hard. right? <laughs> I was like, oh, the creature's social anxiety. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, be, I oh, should I be early. Fashion be like, yes, no, yes, no, yes. <laughs> no. Fine, I'm going. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he turns up and the Who's are all like horrified to see him, kind mm. of. And then, but then they're like, he's like, I need my trophy. You know, you said you were going to give me an award. And the and child mentioned a check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, but turns out he has to do a bunch of festive activities first. This mm-hmm. is like, I laughed so much during this bit. Like, so first they get the two old biddies who raised him up yeah. and they put a Christmas jumper on him, <laughs> which is really funny. But like the, the thing that made me laugh the most was like, so he has to taste all these different foods. And yeah. there's like a bit was like <laughs> the puddings. Yeah. And then one guy's like, this is not pudding. He's like, well, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> green stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Then the fruitcake, and he's and he's like, they, everyone's just shoving like food in his mouth, and he's like, no, no. And then by the time we get to the fudge, he's like, yeah, give it to me, <laughs> biting at them. Yeah. And then in between each of these, they're putting him on a chair and like carrying him through, yeah. like, bouncing him around. And he's going, bleh, bleh, bleh. oh god, I laughed so yep. much. It was so funny. <laughs> I wonder, is the mayor fat because he's normally the cheermeister? <laughs> and he just eats that much right. food every Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> he um the mayor gives him a shaver. Oh yeah. so as a, rude. As a Christmas gift. Yeah, well, I mean quite deliberate obviously yeah. to make fun of him again. Uh Ultra rude. And having been reminded of his tragic past, the Grinch goes on a revenge streak against yeah. Christmas and the Who's. <laughs> Steals a this tiny is, car. Oh the tiny car. <laughs> also, apparently some Who's can be like Five centimeters tall. Yeah. yeah. For no reason. I wonder how that species works. Like, I just let's not delve any further. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of mayhem that the Grinch causes here, and eventually he burns down the Christmas tree with a flamethrower. That's the first yeah. thing he does, isn't it? No, uh, it might be. Yeah, he I probably does that, and then he drives off in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. And he he takes the tiny car and he he crashes it, and then there's this huge explosion you can see from the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love that copy. Uh, eventually he leaves and as he's leaving he sees that they have like a spare tree that they're erecting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it annoys him that he cannot destroy their Christmas. So he comes up with the ultimate plan, which is the plan that he has in the book of stealing those gifts. 
Yeah. Well, actually, before he does all this, he he. So the mayor uh, proposes to oh, yeah. Martha oh, Mayhew God, with yeah. like a huge ring. Um, and a car, for and some a car reason. <laughs> paid for by the taxpayer. Yes, <laughs> the corruption. Yeah. Um, so he starts off his rampage being like, "That's what it's all about, isn't it? The gifts, gifts everywhere. That's all you guys care about is the gifts." So he's kind of also like echoing what yeah um who's saying. Um, so yeah, he goes back up to his um his lair. Has he done the um the phone book bit? Because I like that bit as well. I think that's earlier. Yeah, yeah. Where he's just going through the phone book saying he hates people alphabetically. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a um a tweet the other day which was um which I think I tweeted to the reread the book account which was um. Everyone thinks that the Grinch hated Christmas, but he actually hated people, which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I'm like, yep, that's right. <laughs> and actually very true. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have hated Christmas so much if it hadn't been for the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, douchebags. So, yep, yeah, he comes up with a center plan. It's to steal all the gifts and, uh, and take away the final vestiges of Christmas spirit. And then he does it. <laughs> Yeah. Although first he dresses up his dog in a uh, in in the the outfit. Single reindeer horn. I love. I, I, I really like the bit where he's trying to get the dog into like into the role. <laughs> oh he's yeah. He's trying to acting coach the dog. Yeah. He's like, you what's your motivation? Yeah. You reject your own nose. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's good. <laughs> and so they head down the mountain. They steal all the gifts. They're almost caught by Cindy. I like that. I like that he has a couple different plans here as well because you don't see so much of this in the book. Oh yeah. But he has like he in one house he releases moths to like destroy their stockings. In another he has just like a giant vacuum. One he like cuts around the tree and it like drops out through the floor. Yeah, I really yeah. liked the um, addition of him being like kind of handy. Yeah. Like so the the sleigh is like a flying sleigh. Yeah. And the um and like yeah the the hose the that sucks all the presents up and everything. Mm. Yeah. Um and he makes everything out of trash, which yeah. is just great. <laughs> I really liked that. And in fitting with that that part of the character they've already established. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's the other thing he says like before he leaves, before he does his destruction thing is you know where all your gifts end up? With me oh, yeah. in the trash. That's and what like, also makes me think that Max was was a Christmas puppy. Yeah. Got, Trash dog. Yeah. That's so sad. I really <laughs> wish you hadn't put that in my brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined it. <laughs> yeah, he's almost taught by six. I mean, he got a loving owner. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. An owner. <laughs> yeah, that became loving <laughs> Yeah, <eventually>. I guess. <laughs> He's the Grinch is almost caught by Cindy in her house. Uh, like somehow she doesn't. It's it's sort of a Team Rocket esque like fail to realize <laughs> that the only green guy in the city is dressed up as Santa. Yes. Um. So the town of Whoville wake up once the Grinch is back. Uh, he just heads back towards the mountain with his sleigh full of gifts. Um. The sleigh has run out of fuel, so he gets Max to pull it up. Oh the mountain. yeah. Like when he, like he runs out of fuel and then. Um, Max is barking and he's like, what are you laughing at, Rudolph? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how he's giving him encouragement. It's all you, Max. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, so the, who, the who's in Whoville wake up. Uh, the mayor instantly blames Cindy yeah. for nominating the Grinch because he's like, as soon as you do anything with the Grinch, he will ruin Christmas. Yeah, he's cartoonishly yeah. evil in this scene where he's like, a little, you know, good for nothing girl. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah which is really emphasizing the epitome the girl. of like kids' movie villain. Yeah, blame the kid. Yeah, and then thankfully her dad stands up for her. Yeah, yeah. He's like hey, Christmas isn't about yeah. gifts, everybody. It's about people. Yeah, I've got my family. That's all I need. Yeah, and everyone hugs each other. Yeah, and, and the movie ends. Yeah, the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. No, Cindy has to head to Mount Crumpet to yeah. see the Grinch because she doesn't want him to be alone on Christmas. Ugh. Like he has been for many years. Yeah, what were you doing last year, Cindy? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Sitting on your five-year-old butt. <laughs> Enjoying <laughs> presents and toys. Uh, so the Grinch's plan is to throw the gifts off this incredibly unstable-looking mountain. Mm. <laughs> and then he hears the singing. Mm. Yeah, well, he stops to listen for the crying that he thinks he's going to hear. <laughs> yeah. And he hears the singing. And then he has a Christmas epiphany. Yeah. A crepiphany. Maybe <laughs> Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe, just maybe. Christmas is boars! 
Okay. Lots and lots of boars. Wild okay. boars. <laughs> okay. Cool. I should have written this book. <laughs> it would have had a very different ending. <laughs> then the Tower Hoover was infested with wild boars. Most people died. Then there was crying. It was really tragic. Also, the Grinch got killed too. Max ate him. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> oh no, we've lost Lois. <laughs> and Christmas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> we've got to recover, we've got to recover. <sighs> And so the Grinch decides he has to give all the gifts back because his heart grows three sizes. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's funny how well I remember that, like, section of the... I mean, wild boars aside, how well <laughs> I remember that section of the book uh, because, like, I can usually recite it off by heart. It's it's very... It, it's kind of stuck out, you know, the, hmm. the, the his heart grew three sizes bit. And so he decides to go and give the gifts back. I do, also, just while I'm mentioning that heart grows three sizes a bit, I like there's a very brief joke earlier in the scene where he's like looking at the size of his heart and he's, saying, he's like, oh, it's, yes. it's gone down a size. And this time I'm keeping it off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's That's so great. many one liners oh, in this movie. You can yeah. never like say them all. It's yeah, no. so mm. great. And so uh, as he realizes he should give all the gifts back, his sleigh starts to fall off the mountain. Yeah, and, and he's trying to pull it back and then he goes, because, oh, well, I can't, like, he can't pull it back. And he's like, oh, well, well, it's just toys, right? Like, and then Cindy Lou who appears on the top of the sleigh. How's she even How'd she up get there? there? Yeah. She's Amazing like, mountain climbing yeah, skills from this six-year-old. This six-year-old is a prodigy. <laughs> I came to keep you company. He's like, no. And he, like, physically lifts the sleigh over his head. <laughs> Like, I, I do like that, though, that, like, that's the adrenaline rush that's associated, like, that, that scientifically is proven that parents get when they need to save their kid from something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just thought it was because his heart was bigger, it could pump more blood, and it <laughs> made him stronger. Also, biologically sound, <laughs> this movie. Yeah, that, that thing that, like, women, like, lift cars when they need yeah. to get their child from underneath, yeah. and, yeah. Um, so that was cool, uh, and he does that, and then they ride back down the mountain. Yeah. Uh, he run- <laughs> and they, they have no brakes. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like going through a town like, get out of the way. <laughs> I like that the two uh, that... that um, Move it, Dad. I like that Betty Lou Who and a friend try and uh, stop... Martha May. The is it Martha May, is it? Yeah. Okay. They, they, yeah. they try and they're just like, oh, one string of Christmas lights will stop this runaway <laughs> sled. Yeah, they get immediately pulled to the ground and just pulled along. Yeah. Also... Uh, if you did stop them, you'd clothesline them and probably kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Take off their heads. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, the, the sleigh arrives safely thanks to the dad stepping in as well and, uh, and, and push it, bring it to the final stop. And the Grinch gives himself up. Mm. He's like, I'm sorry, I stole all the gifts, everyone. And apparently me. that's all it takes to get out of trouble with yeah, the Yeah, because then, uh, so the, the mayor and, and, um, what's his face? Hubris. Come Hubris, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh. What are you going to do? Um, handcuffs. Pepper spray. And there's yeah. like, oh, you heard him, he admitted it. Personally, I'd go with the pepper spray. <laughs> and he's like, I heard he said sorry. <laughs> he stole all your gifts. Yeah. He's a criminal. And food and decoration. He should go yeah. to poo jail. Yeah. Not to mention he's previously vandalized a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. He has an unknown criminal record. Yeah. yeah. Again, the story doesn't end so well when, and the Grinch went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Where he was eating my balls. <laughs> um, no, so he's given a new lease on life. Uh, the mayor kind of gets his comeuppance brutally. Uh, his ring is handed back by, uh, by Martha May. Mm. And uh, yeah, and she's like, she's like, I have feelings with someone. She, yeah, she talks like in this breathy, like, porn star tone <laughs> She really does. <laughs> it's like, I have feelings. For someone else. Just like looking directly at the Grinch. Like, and he's like, me? me? He like looks behind him like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he like laughs in the maid's face. Yeah. So <laughs> well deserved. Oh. Uh, and he shares Christmas with Order Who's in his cave. That's beautiful. Yeah, they, Yay, have, they, they sing a cave. song, which is another bit I like, because they're all standing in circles, holding hands, singing a song. And then... Um, it pans around to the Grinch and he's like just singing nonsense <laughs> yeah. every word's wrong yeah. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't know any of the lyrics except for Christmas yeah. which he says when the, when the word comes yeah. up yes. me too though yeah 
And that's pretty much the end. That is the end of the story. Uh, let's give recommendations. Thumbs up and or down for the movie and the book. We'll go Lois first. Oh, thumbs up for both. They're, they're both really great. The book would be like especially good for like much younger kids. That like up to nine or ten would be fine. I think probably kids would need to be maybe seven or eight to really sit still and understand this movie. You know, just just that thing of like being able to like concentrate on something for an hour and a half, because mm. um, it's not particularly complicated, but it's just not it's not a little little kids movie. So um, mm. yeah, but yeah, it's 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 good. I really enjoy it. Like I said, I'm very nostalgic for the movie. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say thumbs up for both as well. Basically everything Lois has said. Yep, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. It's thumbs up for both. Uh, the movie has a... Uh, and the book as well, I guess. But the, the movie in particular has like a good moral and is very funny and, and kids will enjoy mm. it. And there's enough jokes in there that adults will easily yeah. like, laugh and, and also not be bored. Like Jim Carrey's funny regardless of how old you are most, yeah. of, most of the time when he's not over the top. And, and like Lois said earlier, he's not here. Like He, he knows when to... To bring it out, yeah, it's good, and the yeah, I've, I think the book is iconic. And when you expose, once you have exposed your kid to that, do it with the rest of Doctor Seuss because he's an amazing writer. Mm. Like it's people, you you know all the time when someone's trying to write Seussian because they don't quite do it right. Yeah, because mm. they don't understand the the poetry of, of the the rhyme and and yeah. the, the meter and stuff mm. like that. Um and. I don't know if I said this on the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs episode, but if you're wanting to like look at old or not even old, just picture books. Um, just put the name of the picture book into YouTube and you'll find someone reading it oh, and yeah. the, uh, putting the camera on the pages. Yeah. yeah. So three strong recommendations for book and film from our crew here. Uh, what are you guys into around Christmas time? What, in fact, you know what? We're not going to do what we have been listening to. What, what is uh, a Christmas story or, or episode or anything that you enjoy watching or listening or reading? Oh, well, I'll go with Love Actually. I just love Love Actually. It's just so... It's such a fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, why not? It's just amazing. Like, if you're someone who doesn't like romantic comedies, me too. I'm not a romantic comedy mm, person. Same. But that movie is amazing. It's so good. Everyone in it is really great. It makes me cry every time <laughs> I've seen it. And I've seen it, like, over ten times. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's one particular plot line that just gets me every single time. I, I just everything's really good in that movie and um, it's a Christmas movie so um, much more so than Die Hard which I know every year people are like Die Hard's a Christmas uh, movie yeah. I like that Die Hard is a, can be included as a Christmas movie because I think it diversifies the range of pretty yeah. mostly pretty average Christmas films like you know anything with Tim Allen <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, again like I, I, I think now that it has become a cult Christmas movie, I think yeah. everyone's like, oh, no. that's my Christmas movie. I'm mm. like, shut up. Yeah, that's what annoys me about it is that, like, people say that like they're the first person to ever have that idea. Mm. They're like, ooh, my favourite Christmas movie is Die Hard. It's like, yeah, everybody knows Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Like, mm. we'll get it. You don't need it. to claim it, it as Christmas. a thing that yeah, you Yeah, you you're not being hipster. Like, yeah. you're not the first person to think of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's what bothers me about that. So love actually from Lois, Lauren? Um, I, I have to go with Nightmare Before Christmas. It's, it's a good Halloween and it's good Christmas. And I mean, like I've never been a huge fan of Christmas, so it's a really good way for, for me to <laughs> make it seem better. Um, and similarly with The Grinch, like it's great because you, you can identify with these people who are like, what the heck is Christmas about? So it's, it's a nice sort of cynical way to look at Christmas. Are you tired of listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You? Yes, no, yes. like me, you are. No. Uh, I'm going to recommend you get Enya's Christmas album. Really? It's beautiful. It's, it's so nice. And it's different, and it's not like just traditional Christmas carols or anything. It's like, look, if you don't like Enya, you're probably not going to enjoy it. Yeah. But it's, it's like, there's such a slew. Like, I hear the same songs every year. It's the best bit of Christmas. Michael Buble. Hearing Bublé. the same four songs all right, the time. Michael, Michael <laughs> Buble's Christmas albums are the diehard of yeah. like, music. <laughs> yeah. I agree, but I still love them. <laughs> I do. But it's like, but it's the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, oh, Michael, I just, like, I found out about Michael Buble Christmas. Like, yeah, we know. It's, yeah, it's been a thing for He's years. He's a singer and he does Christmas songs. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He has a video thing where he, like, there's a live video of him doing the Christmas set. You should hunt that down. That's good watching. <laughs> oh, you know what I should recommend? That thing on Netflix, the, the Christmas fire. <laughs> just sit down and put it on your TV and just watch it for I an hour. I want to do that because it's hot here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Next time on We Read the Book, uh, just after Christmas, we're going to be coming at you with Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. Which is an interesting one. I don't think we've done a, uh, an, uh, an animu. An animu. Yeah, an animu. I didn't even know that was a book. Me neither until uh, it joined our list. So. It's a proper book, right? Not a picture. Yeah, book. yeah, it's an yeah, no, it's a, it's an actual, it's a it's a, a book with with words and no pictures. <laughs> proper book. Um, I've never seen Howl's Moving Castle. I think oh, I, really? I, I'd rented it once to watch and just kind of never made it to the list of stuff I was, I was watching. I think I've only seen it because I made a point a long time ago now of like just sitting down and watching all of Miyazaki's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember it that well. But uh, yeah. It's good. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. We'll be uh, welcoming back Bradley Walker for that. Yeah. Because it's an episode that you can divide by five. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bradley. <laughs> Thanks, um, Bradley. You can find and contact us at wereadthebook at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at readthebookpod. Uh, we're also on Tumblr. Um, Other things. Yeah, just general social media things. Keep an eye out in the new year for a Facebook page. That will probably be going up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you can subscribe to us on the iTunes store and on Stitcher if you're on Android. Uh, we're out every two weeks. Uh, I think we'll, once this episode's released, the episode next episode will be one week after? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, one week uh, after this, there'll be another episode, and that way we're back to regular schedule. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. We'll see you again next time. For now, I've been Adam Woohoo. I'm Lois Yoohoo. And I'm Lulu Hunterhoo. We'll see you next time, people. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? The other thing was, um... No, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Choo-choo! <laughs> 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 <laughs>